You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On a Thursday, everybody, Locked On Lions, Locked On Podcast, a network. We plate this thing, Matt Derry, with you on a Thursday, March 11th, and a Friday, March 12th. Hope you're doing well and having a good day on this windy, sunny Thursday, getting ready for the weekend. Lions busy. They continue to reportedly get ready to slice and dice through that roster, the very latest cut that reportedly is out there, that has been reported. We will tell you about that coming up. Also, Brad Holmes made a very interesting comment. Again, uh, I want to play another excerpt from the Huddle and Flow podcast with Jim Trotter um, and Steve Weish from a couple of days ago. Yesterday, we played you the comment about drafting a quarterback at seven. Um, Brad Holmes talks about coaching and this staff. Do the Lions, are the Lions on to something with their staff? And will the rebuild be a lot uh, uh, quicker because of coaching? We'll get into that today on the program. Also, uh, Trey Lance will have his pro day tomorrow. Guess who's going to be front and center at North Dakota State University? That's right. The Danimal will be there. We'll touch on that as well. All of that on the podcast today, right here on Locked On Lions. The best place to get your Lions coverage right here on the Locked On excuse me, podcast network. We are brought to you in part today by our friends at rockauto.com. All right, amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, so news of the day. Well, Dave Burkett of the Free Press and I believe Tom Pelissero reporting that the Lions are getting ready to release veteran cornerback Justin Coleman. Coleman, of course, signed a four-year $36 million deal before the 2019 season, making him the highest-paid nickel corner in the league. Uh, Coleman was not good. Uh, not good. Struggled. First year, just a 60.5 PFF grade last year. uh, Missed six games due to a hamstring injury, and he was not worth that kind of money. Let's be honest. The Lions went for it. They knew they needed a a strong nickel corner. Justin Coleman had Patriots ties. Uh, The former maestro, Bob Quinn, decided to take a flyer on him. He had come from two very highly uh, solid and winning programs with the Patriots and the Seahawks. But Justin Coleman here just did not work out. He did not play well enough. He was due to earn this year close to $9 million in salary and cost the team $11 million against the cap. So if they cut him now, the Lions will save $5 million in cap space. Or if they use the June 1st designation, they could save $9 million in cap space. Remember, the Lions use that June 1st designation Uh, they won't be able to spend that money until after June 1st. But see, here's the kicker. There are going to be so many players available. There are going to be so many guys caught. Did you guys see today the Kansas City Chiefs released Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher, both of them? Like, those are their two best offensive linemen. 
But anybody who's making any kind of money and our veterans in this league are getting released, I'm telling you, it wouldn't stun me if the Lions had a surprise cut or two as far as veterans go. They reworked Jamie Collins' contract because they are desperate for any kind of linebacking. I know the Lions don't have much on the edge, but would it stun you if they just cut Trey Flowers? I don't think they're going to. But my goodness, this league right now, with the salary cap coming down, with teams not making the kind of money they made in past years because of many of them not having any gates at all or fans in the stands, it's a free-for-all. There are cuts everywhere, and there's going to be a lot of players that are going to have to wait it out in free agency, and that means their number's going to drop. That financial number is going to drop. So the Lions may have, after June 1st, um, an opportunity to sign some guys. So we'll see what they do with Justin Coleman, but he was a bust. He was a bust. He started off two years ago very good. Very good. But now you have to figure. Desmond Trufant out, Coleman out, and at cornerback you will have Amanio Ruarie on one side, Jeffrey Okuda on the other, Mike Ford is back, maybe they re-sign Daryl Roberts, who basically made about a million dollars last year, maybe does the same this year, and you play him in the slot, you could draft a couple of corners, there's a lot of options. So it's not like the Lions don't have any cornerbacks at all. But this should not be a surprise to anybody that number 27, Justin Coleman, is now out of a job and has been let go. And again, uh, any opportunity that you're going to get now to get rid of players that are really not that high impact and are making a lot of money, think about that. Let's say they make them a normal cap casualty, not a June 1st. You're going to save $5 million. You might be able to re- not resign Justin Coleman. You might be able to get a guy of his ilk. For three million, for two and a half, you might be able to sign two cornerbacks for two and a half, three million dollars a piece in this kind of market. It was revealed today that Tyrell Williams did not sign a one-year six and a half million dollar deal with the Lions. It's a base salary of two million, a signing bonus of two million, and then incentives of up to two and a half million. So it's only going to count two million dollars against the cap. Tyrell Williams was making $11 million a year with the Raiders just two years ago. I believe he signed a four-year, $44 million deal. He wanted a job. He knows he's going to get a chance to play. The Lions have no wide receivers left outside of Quintez Cephas and uh, Tom Kennedy and uh, Nathan Litke. I mean, give me a break. The Lions are out of, out of receivers. So Tyrell Williams knows, I'll take a one-year deal. I'll put up some numbers, and I'll get paid next year when things get back to normal. Post-pandemic, post-salary cap, TV contract, the new one signed. So I think that's kind of where the Lions are headed, and many teams are headed right now, in saving a lot of money. You can save money at rockauto.com. Oh, that's a silky smooth segue, isn't it? Oh, come on now. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Why go to a storefront and spend a lot of money? Don't do that. Go to rockauto.com. Their prices are the same for everybody, and they are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. All right, It's a family business. 
serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to the website rockauto.com and you'll shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. You can get tail lamps, brake parts, engine control modules, motor oil, even new carpet. Whatever you need, it's right there for you at rockauto.com. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Just go to the website and check it out for yourself. Best of all, prices are always reliably low. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And hey, it's Matt Derry here to tell you about Built Bars. We've been telling you about Built Bars for a while. They are the best tasting protein bar on the market. They're fantastic. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and they taste amazing. All right, and they're all dipped in 100% chocolate. Now's the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is time for Built Bar Madness, folks. Today's matchups. You ready for these babies? Caramel Brownie going up against Cherry Barcia. And lemon almond cheesecake against carrot cake with walnuts. Um, all right. First of all, I've had all four of these bars. I would take lemon almond cheesecake over the carrot cake one, but I don't love either of them. They're both good, but these are just like, not love. But then you get to the love category. Caramel brownie going up against cherry barcia. Those are heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. Wow. Where do we go with that? That's a tough call. You want to find out who wins that matchup or vote on them? You can do it at BuiltBar.com or go to at Built underscore Bar on Twitter. Remember, when you order your Built Bars, use the promo code LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar out there. All right. Uh, Thursday and a Friday edition of Locked On Lions. Hope everybody is doing well. Let's take a listen to more of Brad Holmes on the Huddle and Flow podcast with uh, Steve Weish and Jim Trotter, both excellent um, broadcasters and reporters that cover the league. Lions GM Brad Holmes was asked by Trotter and, and, uh, and, and Weish about diversity and looking at your coaching staff and all of the, you know, diverse faces on the staff. And it led to something else that Brad Holmes said that I want to talk about after we hear the audio. Take a listen to this. Again, this is courtesy of Huddle and Flow podcast. And, you know, was that intentional as well in terms of when you and Dan talk like, hey, we need to do this, or we say like, oh, no, Aaron Glenn is somebody who should be a defensive coordinator. Anthony Lynn has shown himself although he's not an AC anymore, that he should be an offensive coordinator for us. I mean, how was that decided upon? Yeah, no, you know, it's, that's a great question. And when, when, when Dan and I first talked about, you know, staffing, and this is, this is before uh, Dan and I even had the job, um, we, we were talking about, and he was kind of going over potential guys that he would be able to add to his staff. And then, you know, the people that I vetted uh, more, you know, speaking with other guys that had coached with Dan, you know, and one of the things that kept was a recurring theme that I kept hearing about staff and, you know, ability to create a great staff. And what kept hearing is that, oh, no, coaches would be would be running to coach with, with, with Dan. 
And so when when it got even deeper and we both got in these chairs and we're talking about staff, the names that he was bringing up was just like, like almost to the point was like, can, can you really get – can you really get them like, come on? You know, I mean, like, I, me and Rod Wood were, to, you know, Rod Wood, Rod, like, if you said that you were going to get that entire staff, I wouldn't even believe you, you know. But, you know, I will say that it wasn't like an approach of like, we have to get these guys because of these are former players or because these are diverse candidates. But, you know, he truly was trying to find the best. You know, and I think that the coordinators they found in place that Aaron Glenn, he was going on, you know, head coaching interviews, you know, uh, Anthony Lane to have been a prior head coach for Dan, that is a first year head coach, you know, and the success that he has, you know. um, But so those are the things that just trying to find the best guys that it's been phenomenal. Um, It's been a phenomenal staff that Dan was able to put together. And um, again, uh, great, not only great coaches, but, you know, great human beings. And it's, it's been a real joy just to come to work every day and get getting to know these guys more. All right, so there's Brad Holmes with the huddle and flow guys. And, yes, all right, there are a lot of African-American assistant coaches on this staff. And if you recall, I was one that pointed out for years that I was sort of appalled that Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia did not hire ever any diversity when it came to coordinators. It was white coordinator after white coordinator in Allen Park for years under Bob Quinn. And you look at the offensive coordinator for the Lions, he's a black guy, Anthony Lynn. You look at the defensive coordinator for the Lions, an African-American in Aaron Glenn. But while there's diversity, and the assistant head coaches do Staley, and he is African-American, everybody's been raving about Aubrey Pleasant coaching the defensive backs. He's a black gentleman. So is Antoine Randall L. Here's the bottom line. You heard what Holmes said there. He said, Rod Wood asked me, if I would have told you you would have had this staff, what would you have said? And Holmes said, it's a great staff. It's guys that have coached before at a high level. It's Anthony Lynn, who's taken the Chargers to the playoffs as a head coach and was a terrific offensive coordinator before that. It's Aaron Glenn, who was on the staff of the Saints, they were a winner, winner, uh, a winning program. Uh, Mark Brunel is quarterbacks coach, won at every level. Dom Capers, a senior defensive assistant, has always been considered one of the top defensive coordinators, maybe of all time in the NFL. Deuce Staley is going to be your assistant head coach. This is someone the Bears wanted badly. The Eagles wanted to keep him. And Deuce Staley said, peace out, Philly. I'm out of here. And Chicago, yeah, no, I'm going to Detroit. Right, Chicago Bears have some nice pieces uh, uh, offensively, including Allen Robinson. The Lions, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Lions have some decent pieces too. I mean, we like T.J. Hawkinson and some others, but Deuce Staley came to Detroit. You know, Dave Phipp for years was a special teams coordinator in Philly, and the Eagles didn't want to let him go or even let the Lions talk to him at first. But then he took the Detroit job. Hank Fraley stayed, interviewed for the Bengal job talked to other teams, decided to stay. So you have to ask the question. You look at the roster in totality right now. Of course it's weaker than it was months ago. The Lions are cutting starting players. The Lions traded away a quarterback, acquired another quarterback back that is inferior to the quarterback that they traded away. 
I'm not saying Jared Goff is bad, but if you had to choose which quarterback you would want, you would take Matthew Stafford over Jared Goff. But maybe the coaching was so bad and the previous regime's coaching staffs were so incompetent, not all of them, but just some of them, that this rebuild in Allen Park can be expedited and go faster because these guys are going to be coached up. They're going to do a better job. That, that is possible. And that's exciting to me. I'm excited about that. Todd Wash is a veteran defensive line coach who's been in the NFL and has coached some really good ones in Jacksonville. The Lions, previous defensive line coach, never never sniffed being a D-line coach in the league before this, and Bo Davis. He was a college guy. He was basically an intern when he had some a cup of coffee in the NFL before that. And the Lions defensive line didn't perform up to snuff. Yeah, Romeo Quara did, but the rest of them have all underachieved. I expected more out of Trey Flowers and Deshaun Hand and others that have come and gone on that D-line. So I'm interested in seeing where this goes and if the staff does such a good job that this rebuild, you know, maybe there's some guys. Maybe Tracy Walker becomes a guy now. Maybe they bring, and I'm not going to say I want this, but maybe they bring Jared Davis back on a cheap deal because the Lions like him and no one else is going to offer him anything, and he improves. I don't know. Maybe DeAndre Swift really breaks out and becomes uh, just a, a dominant running back because he's working with Deuce Staley. Not that Kyle Kasky did a poor job, but you know what I'm saying. Just something to consider and think about uh, when it comes to this coaching staff and how excited front office and everybody really is about it. All right, Lions are going to see a quarterback throw tomorrow at his pro day. We'll discuss that coming up. First, though, bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. I told you yesterday. Syracuse and the points, right? They covered today. My orange should have beaten Virginia, though. I'm heartbroken. But regardless, if you want to bet on these March Madness games, get in on the fun, get in on the action, do it at betonline.ag. All right? Football might be done, but we got March Madness. We got NBA. We got NHL action. All at betonline.ag. They even cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Go to the website, betonline.ag. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, 50% welcome bonus. All you do is put the promo code in, Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Promo code Locked On. BetOnline is your online sportsbook expert. All right, final note of today. North Dakota State coach Matt Entz said today that among the prominent NFL figures that will be on campus tomorrow at NDSU for quarterback Trey Lance's pro day is none other than the Danimal himself, Dan Campbell, Lions head coach. Entz said 30 of the NFL's 32 teams will be represented and several general managers will be there, including the Bears, Ryan Pace. I've told you guys, and I will stick by this, that from my sources, if the Lions were at seven and Trey Lance was there, I do not believe the Lions are going to take him. I still don't think the Lions are going to take a quarterback. But again, 
good on the Lions and Dan Campbell for being there to make people think they're interested. I dig that. Let everybody know you're in on every quarterback. Let everybody know you're interested in quarterbacks. And let's see where this thing goes and what kind of draft capital you might get in exchange for that number seven pick. Imagine if Carolina at eight thinks you're going to steal their quarterback and they swap picks with you and give you an extra pick or two. All for swapping picks. Denver at nine. Washington. San Francisco. Pittsburgh. Let's play play the feud here, folks. Let's play that long game. That's what Brad Holmes is doing. Good. I'm glad Dan Campbell's going to be there tomorrow to see Trey Lance. I hope the Lions send somebody to see Justin Fields and Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. Trevor Lawrence already had his pro day, and quite honestly, he's not going to be there at number seven. But, hey, be there. Look at Trey Lance. See what he can do. All right? See what he can do. Brad Holmes said it the other day. I like this crop of quarterbacks. And they'll look at all options in the first round. Good. Good. Because quite honestly, this season doesn't matter anyway. This is a developmental year where you can take the best players on that board and mold them for the future. If it's a quarterback at seven, which I don't think it will be, but if it is, whatever. He comes in. Gets an opportunity, maybe holds a clipboard for a year. If golf's terrible, you got your guy. You never know. Who cares? And I know there are going to be some fans going, you can't take quarterback. we got to build the defense. Yeah, they do have to build the defense. They do. But what's the hurry right now? This is a team that could lose 14, 15 games this year. Locked on Lions, Locked on Podcast Network. To quote the late, great Joe Tate, Have a good night, everybody.